You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A very happy Tuesday to you all. Plenty to get to ahead on today's episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast. We are going to talk about BYU football and two things on that front. Both a current conversation about how things are going for the Cougars in fall camp. An exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU safety Malik Moore. And also a look back at 2009 for the BYU football program. Two massive wins as Max Hall goes out at the helm of BYU's offense as the winningest quarterback in BYU football history. We'll dig into all of that as well as catching you up on some other news and notes involving BYU athletics as well. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Fantasy Live right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Do you guys have fantasy football questions you need to answer before your draft? Well, I do. I know that. Don't miss the Locked On Fantasy Live show this Wednesday night, tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. You can subscribe now so that way you won't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will be along to help you guys answer your questions live. And you can submit those questions by going on Twitter right now and following Locked On Network and submitting them on the platform there. All right, without further ado here, though, let's get Get going. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 17th, 2021. What's up, my friends? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. I, of course, am your resident BYU insider and the host here on the show. But in addition to that, my day job, as some of you probably are aware, and hopefully most of you are aware, I happen to be the executive producer for DJ and PK in the morning, every morning on the Zone Sports Network, 97.5 FM and 1280 AM. So if you want more of my hot takes, well, tune in. DJ and PK and myself keep you guys entertained throughout the morning as you make your commutes to and from work or just get your work day off to a good start. All right, let's get off to a start on today's show, though, and talk a little bit of BYU football. I had a great opportunity to catch up with Malik Moore, BYU defensive back, uh, playing safety mainly for the BYU football program. We will get to that conversation here momentarily, but I did want to start off today's show talking about 2009 because it relates to a very cool announcement I am going to make at the end of what we talk about from 2009. Many of you are probably familiar at this point point with this. We've been doing the 100 seasons of BYU football to this point. Yes, they have played 100 seasons going all the way back to 1896, the same year that the state of Utah became the, what, 45th member of the union. I might be wrong on that. Probably should know better about my Utah history, but nonetheless, it's been a long run. We've been doing this. It's counting us down to the upcoming football season, but wanted to talk about 2009 because 2009, as many of you recall, is the last time that BYU has beaten the University of Utah in football. Crazy thing, it's been that long. It's a past decade. Actually, we guess technically you go back two decades because it's the 20 aughts. We have the 2010s, and now we're in the 2020s. Yeah been a long time. But nonetheless, uh, 2009 opened with BYU, I think, still getting a lot of respect. Obviously, we talked about yesterday on the podcast about 2008 and the quest for perfection. 
Uh, there were some people I remember in 2009 going in, well, this is the year for redemption for BYU and playing off the quest for perfection. And it obviously had a huge game to start off the year. BYU was headed to Arlington, Texas, to the brand new AT&T or Cowboy Stadium down there in Arlington, the billion-dollar house that Jerry built to play the first game in that facility. And BYU was going to face off against number 3 Oklahoma. They were led by Heisman Trophy favorite, at least candidate the very worst, Sam Bradford. BYU was essentially thought of, okay, this is cute, but Oklahoma is going to take care of business and it'll be fun for BYU to get the experience. Well, stunningly enough, many of you will recall, BYU went into that game and went toe-for-toe with the Oklahoma Sooners. It did not hurt that Colby Clawson absolutely pummeled Sam Bradford on a sack attempt that injured Bradford's shoulder and he was lost for the game. That did not hurt BYU's chances. Let's be clear about that. But BYU gets a touchdown late. It was Max Hall to Dennis Pitta scoring the touchdown, going up 14. Excuse me. It was Dennis Pitta in the first half to give them the first points. That was McKay Jacobson, excuse me, late in the game. Man, I should read my scripts a little clear, more clearly than this. But nonetheless, McKay Jacobson scores that game-winning touchdown would prove to be the game winner. BYU wins that game 14-13. to Now, BYU entering this game, if you remember the conversation about it, BYU was thought of like, oh, they're a nobody. Well, they were ranked number 20 in the country, folks. This was not a bad team. Let's be honest about this. And BYU, after that win over Oklahoma vaulted into the top 10 as they went to Louisiana to the New Orleans Superdome to take on Tulane. That was an absolute rout. Max Hall looked absolutely fabulous. The Cougars win that game 54 to 3. So BYU off to a 2-0 start, moving up to number 7 in the rankings when BYU hosted Florida State. Yes, Bobby Bowden, may he rest in peace by the way, and the Florida State Seminoles came to BYU to take on the Cougars. BYU ranked number 7 going into this game. And I remember showing up to this game thinking, okay, BYU takes care of Florida State and maybe, just maybe, the true uh, BCS buster is this year. What a folly did I fall into? What like what did I? What was I thinking, folks? I just think back on this and say, Jake, you were a sucker. And okay, let's be honest, it wasn't necessarily a sucker. They were two and zero. They're ranked number seven. You think, okay, they're gonna win this game? Well, Florida State had other ideas. Uh, pummeled BYU. They won that game, fifty-four to twenty-eight. BYU uh, falling into that uh, turf. What do they call it? The turf graveyard that Florida State has. All of the road wins they've had. They take a piece of turf with them back to Tallahassee and. Lavelle Edwards Stadium was no exception to this. Then BYU at 2-1 fell to number 19 in the rankings. Funny enough, just one spot off where they started the season as they went on a little bit of a run. They beat Colorado State 42-23, beat Utah State 35-17, both of those games home games in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Then they went to UNLV on the mountain and won 59-21, beat San Diego State in Qualcomm 38-28. So, Feel a little bit better about yourself if you're BYU because now you're off to a 6-1 and one start. Then you had a huge game at number 10 TCU, excuse me, against number 10 UTCU, apologies. TCU coming to Provo to take on the Cougars. They were number 10, BYU number 16. And for the second straight year, TCU just absolutely embarrassing BYU, 38-7. I remember that was a pretty demoralizing loss if you were a BYU fan. I mean, if you can recall that there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. BYU did not fall out of the national rankings, though. They tumbled at number 25 as they went to Wyoming the following week and got back into the win column in emphatic fashion, 52 to nothing, the final score. Max Hall was nearly perfect in that game. I believe he was 20, he only 
he only had two incompletions in the entire game. Was it 20 of 22, four touchdowns. He was taken out midway through the third quarter. It was a pretty thorough beatdown. And then BYU the following week went to New Mexico and won that game 24 to 19. That was a little bit of a game where you're like, okay, what's going on here? Then they finished off the season in fine fashion, though. They beat Air Force as the number 19 team in the country, 38 to 21, which brings us to November 28th, 2009. And many of you can remember this. BYU hosting number 22 Utah. So BYU's number 18. This is in the heyday, by the way. The Mountain West Conference was so good at football during this era. And BYU in the top 25 showdown against their rivals. And over time, they win the game 26-23 with the famous adage, Andrew George is still running. It was a pass uh, essentially, it looked like to me, and I might be wrong about this, but the way I remember watching it in live action, the way I've seen it on film, it really looks like a quick slant for Andrew George, and Max Hall fires that pass in there. George catches the ball and escapes as two Ute defenders. Robert Johnson was one of them. I don't recall the other player colliding with one another, and Andrew George just rumbles into the end zone in overtime to give BYU the thrilling 26-23 victory. I was among those fans who were celebrating on the field that day as BYU celebrated what has, to this point, been the last time that the Cougars have experienced victory over the Utes. It's crazy to think it's been that long. Max Hall obviously had his infamous, you really want me to go into it? I hate them. I hate everything about them statement uh, during the post game of this game. And some have called it the curse of Max Hall is the reason why BYU since 2009 has been unable to beat Utah. Well, you know what? I've been teasing this a little bit on social media, etc. I have bought two season tickets to BYU football this coming season. You heard that right. I have two season tickets to watch BYU throughout the upcoming season for Locked On podcast listeners, Locked On Cougars listeners in particular. So, what we're going to do, the first home game of the year, obviously, is the annual rivalry game against Utah. And the hope is that BYU will avoid a 10-game losing streak to the Utes. If you guys would like to be in the stands that day at Lavelle Edwards Stadium to watch the Utes and Cougars do battle, I want your guys' submissions about why you feel you are deserving of those tickets. Use our email, lockedonbyu at gmail.com is the email address. You also can send us a note on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. My personal Twitter handle, if you want to send them to me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. The tickets will be free. I'm not going to charge you anything for them. I bought them. They're not great seats. They're very much no bleed, but nonetheless, you will still be in the stands to watch the Cougars take on the Utes on September 11th, 2021. And once again, I want your guys' submissions about why you or someone that you know should deserve a pair of tickets to watch the Utes and Cougars do battle there at LES this fall. And we'll have some fun reading over those submissions. Now, with Max Hall, he made sure that he was going to back it up because there were a lot of Utah fans who, to this day, probably still harbor some ill will for Max Hall, but he went to that bowl game, speaking of BYU, as they went to Las Vegas once again for the Las Vegas Bowl as TCU made the BCS yet another year the BYU saw one of their conference mates get the opportunity to play in the big time. BYU went to Las Vegas, had a huge game though, it was a top 20 showdown against number 16 Oregon State. Very, very good team, speaking of the Beavers, at least they thought were thought to be a pretty good team going into this matchup. But Max Hall was not about to let his legacy fall by the wayside. He leads BYU to a 44-20 victory, and the Cougars celebrate an 11-2 season. And let's think back on this. Max Hall, by the way, becomes the winningest quarterback in BYU football history, winning 32 of the 39 games over three years that he started. He was 32-7 and as a starter. 
I think if you're being honest, and he's probably being honest with himself, he, he probably would trade in a couple of those wins in a different season to get a perfect season out of any of the three that he was the starting quarterback at BYU for. But nonetheless, one of the greatest quarterbacks in BYU history of that, there is no doubt. But in addition to that, we can think back on this run for BYU from 2006 to 2009 as one of the finest runs in BYU football history. Double-digit win seasons all three seasons. I believe it was 43 wins. Yes, 43 wins over those four seasons. But the sad part is it's kind of thought of as just a little bit of a disappointment considering during that run, TCU and Utah seemed to put together that, that meaningful unbeaten season that got them into the quote-unquote big time, the BCS Busters, something that BYU did not accomplish, but it should not take away from how stellar a run this was for BYU. Well, we'll talk about 2010 tomorrow on the podcast, and the winds of a change, the winds of change are here for BYU, and we'll explain ahead on tomorrow's podcast. Coming up next, though, we look at BYU football in the modern day. What does Malik Moore make of the BYU defense right now? What does he think of his team? What does he think of his teammates, his new position he's playing? We'll get to that in exclusive one-on-one conversation with BYU defensive back Malik Moore coming up momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Rock Auto. Many of you have a car that you rely on day to day. I am no different. Rock Auto is here to help you guys make sure that you guys can take care of that vehicle no matter what may come. They want you to save time and money when using their resource. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership when you can use the resource that you have at your disposal with Rock Auto? It's on your phone. They have their website, your mobile device. You also can use your computer to go check out their website. It's easy to use. You simply pull up the website, you search for what type of vehicle you have, you tell it what year, what model, all that stuff, and suddenly it's got every part under the sun for your vehicle from multiple manufacturers and the best prices for them. You can search by price, you can search by the manufacturer if there's a certain specification you're looking for. They've got all of that available to you guys. It's a fantastic resource. I want to encourage you guys to give it a shot. They've got everything your car could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So take advantage of it now. That's rockauto.com. Check out all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on or locked on Cougars in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you, if you don't mind. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, my friends, I need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends over at Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really all that surprising if you think about it, though? The games are rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who, by the way, do this for a job. They've got more tools and more time at their disposal. You don't stand a chance. That's where Stat Hero comes in. It is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero is going to show you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, it's winner take all. You've got the advantage, like we mentioned, because they show you their lineups ahead of time. No one else is doing that. So go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. Yeah, you heard that right. 300% match back. That's unheard of. All you got to do is go to stathero.com slash locked on. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds in your favor. You're in total control. It's DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. So once again, that's stathero.com slash locked on and get into the action and take on Stat Hero. 
Please welcome in now Malik Moore, BYU defensive back. Malik, thanks for taking the time. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, first things first, how is fall camp treating you? Fall camp's good. I mean, I can't really complain about much. I think every practice has been a good practice. Um, as far as the, the days and how long the days are, I mean, that's going to be tough regardless. But other than that, I feel like fall camp is treating me pretty well. How different is this off season, this fall camp, as compared to a year ago? Um, for me, for especially a year ago, I had um, I, I didn't do fall camp because of surgery I had. So I, I think that this fall camp now is really my first fall camp since like my sophomore year. So I think I'm just now kind of realizing what fall camp is all about and what everything we had to do. But compared to a year ago, I mean, witnessing it and looking around, nobody, I mean, we, we couldn't get to where, we couldn't do everything everything that we wanted to do to get the season started or whatever it was, but yeah. I, I, if I understand, you had shoulder surgery last year, is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay, how, 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 is, how, is, how is it holding up? Is it back to full health, everything all good? Oh yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm I'm still I'm wrapping up, hitting, everything feels good, no complaints, nothing. Working out, benching, doing everything I used to I used to do. We we we've been out there as the media a couple of times watching some short uh, parts of practice. It seems like you've been running mainly with Chaz Ayu at safety out there. What is your relationship with Chaz like? Oh yeah, Chaz my boy. Um, I know during quarantine. I didn't even I didn't go back home during quarantine, so I just stayed home and it was me, him, and a couple other guys. But uh, me and Taz, we definitely built a relationship over this past uh, year. So I mean, our relationship goes beyond football. So when we're on the field, it's just it's good that I can feel comfortable correcting him. He can correct me without it feeling like we're attacking each other. So our relationship and how we play is very aggressive. Same play style. Um, we feel good together going out there and just balling out. You obviously are a guy I think a lot of BYU fans are excited to see on the field. We've seen you in small glimpses around the injury that you suffered, et cetera, the surgery, et cetera. Uh, what do you describe your playing style as? Um, I like to really play fast and aggressive. Um, I like to really get in, get into where all the action is at. So uh, sometimes if I'm not supposed to be in the trenches, I, I might have to get coached to stay away from it because I always want to always overrun things because I want to get in there and get into the action. But um, I like to make I'm, – I'm a playmaker. I like to make plays. Wherever plays possible, I like to go out there and just do it. Um, yeah. What's this defense look like this year in your opinion? You guys feel like you're pretty stout? Oh, yeah, I think we're pretty stout. Um, I mean, although we had a lot of guys leave, like, we still have a lot of guys who have a ton of experience. So when it comes to knowing the defense, everyone still knows the defense. Um, we have our, line, our, our linebackers are fast, our DBs are fast, and we have new additions to the corner room. Um, we have experience still in the safety room. So I think our defense is all around the same, and we have a, a lot of good, um, a lot of good guys starting and and so forth 
So with you and Chaz back there, you're both upperclassmen at this point in your careers, but also at the cornerback spots, we've seen guys like D'Angelo Mandel, Keenan Ellis out there. There are a lot of upperclassmen at cornerback. Do you think the fact that you guys have been in the system as long as all of you have will be a benefit to you guys once you take the field here in a few weeks? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, I, we, I can already see just during practice how much of a difference is made because like I said before, we all know the plays. So when we're out there, we're not thinking about what we have to do. We're, we're focused on the technique. Um, we're focused on, you know, baiting quarterbacks or whatever it is. We're not thinking about, you know, what half we drop into or where, where our drops are at, whatever it is. So I think that's just going out there. We're just playing. It's our it's instinct at that point. Who is the leader on this defense? Is there one person that stands out as a leader? Um, I think we're all we all just correct each other. Um, I haven't seen a really leader just step up and we take charge of it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that a lot of times we've needed to because um, when we're on the field. We're all like, bro. We all know what we're all supposed to do. So if I see a linebacker not getting to where he's at, I'm asking, what, what, what did you see? What did you do? But we all do that with each other. So um, I think as a whole, as a whole, there's not really a a one leader. It's just we're all collectively found and uh, teaching each other and uh, talking to each other as well. Absolutely. So I wanted to ask you about your relationship with Coach Lamb. I, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one that recruited you to BYU. Is that correct? Yes. So how cool is it now that after all this time of him recruiting you, I know you worked with Preston Hadley, who was the safeties coach until this offseason. What's, what's it like having Coach Lamb now as your position position coach? Um, I like Coach, man. I'm, I think me and Coach Lamb, obviously, we built a relationship since I was in high school. So uh, I think me and him, our relationship is, is just it's, – it's, it's I mean, it can, get, it can get as close as, it, as a coach and a player can get. I'm not over his house for dinner and stuff every day. But, you know, we feel com- I feel comfortable talking to him about, you know, what's going on in my life. And he cares and he'll text me, he'll ask me. So um, I think me and Coach – I think it's dope that me and Coach Lammer – um, together now after he recruited me and just hearing everything that he has to say really like speaks to me because he's a detailed person. He's not just uh, do this because we told you to do this. He's like, no, do this because we can fool da, 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 or whatever it is. Like he has a wife, everything. And I really like that because I'm a very detailed and organized person just like him. So um, I think it's dope that he's my coach now. Sounds like you need to lobby him to come over to dinner more often though. For real, I need some more. I need some more chicken or something. Keep <laughs> tripping. Hey, uh, so Malik, I remember I talked to you. This is probably going back two years. And I think it might have been your first year on campus. You uh, obviously came to BYU from San Diego, but that's not where you're from originally. You you, you kind of grew up all over the place, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Yeah, I, I, I was raised in uh, Mississippi, Gulfport, Biloxi area, Mississippi, and I had moved to San Diego, San Diego, California, because my my dad was in the military. What's that like as, as a military child? Like, I know obviously you go where obviously your parents are stationed, with, in this case your father, but what, what was that like growing up? Man, I got so many stories, but um, growing up, I mean, we didn't move a lot with me. I didn't have to deal with all the moving every single three years. Um, but I guess as a, for me as a person, it really built character for me because, you know, sometimes I wasn't getting spankings. Instead of spankings, I was getting I was I was in boot camp. <laughs> I was in my sister's room doing push ups, pull ups. I was up at five a.m. 
And keep in mind, I'm like 13 years old, you know, 13, 12 years old, you know, 5 a.m., 6 a.m. I'm running miles and miles and miles before before school. Like, I'm running miles, working out in the morning, and I go on base, and I eat at the galley, which is like the, the cafeteria for all the, yeah. the military folks. And I go to school. So I think for me, like, it really built discipline and it built uh, a certain mindset that I, that's carried with me forever and ever. So, um, and it's also taught me how to grow up fast because, you know, my, my pops being gone for six months at a time, it's like you got to, and I have two, now I have two younger sisters and a mom. So I really had to grow up and learn how to, you know, take care of my sister sometimes or, you know, watch over them while my mom was at work while going to track practice and football practice and stuff like that. So I think it really built character as a man, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that's carried over to your play in college? Because obviously you guys as student athletes, you've got to deal with school, you got to deal with football, obviously, you got social mm-hmm. lives, all that stuff. Do you feel like that uh, regimented life that you already experienced growing up has helped you in that regard? Yeah, it's really helped me because I know it's really helped me. I've, there's been tons of times where I've like woken up in the morning and I'm like, yeah, I'll skip class today. But then it's like, I think about everything that I've already been through to get to this point. And it's just like, no, like, why would you do that? You know, you know, what you're taught and all this. So um, I think it's definitely helped me out a lot, especially with fall camp. You can, and college period, like, you can be a regular student. Everyone knows you got to stay disciplined because even though they're not paying sports, they still work in a nine to five job while going to school and doing all these other things, you know. So um, I'm really disciplined person now. Okay, one more thing from me, Malik, for you is what are your goals for this upcoming season? Is there something you want to accomplish, or do you, are they more team-oriented? Uh, there's a lot I want to accomplish. Uh, of course, I want to I want to win collectively as a team, uh, you know, and go undefeated, of course. But for me personally, you know, I want to have a super big year. I want to make tons of plays. Uh, I want to be that player that you never see get off the field that's on special teams, on – defense, you know, uh, I just want to be a playmaker out there. I have to be able to be assignment sound and um, know where my alignment's at just by instinct and uh, go out there and just ball out play. Um, not really too many specific goals that I have, but, you know, they say I want to get 14 picks, 12 picks, one pick every game. Like, <laughs> I want some, I just want to be that, that guy on the field that, you know, that brings my draft grade skyrocketing and um, I have a chance to leave or if not then I can set myself up for it next year. So 12 interceptions that's what we're looking for right? Hey reaching for the skies. <laughs> that's what we like to you hear. You can do it. That's what we like to hear. Malik thank you so much for taking some time we're looking forward to seeing, out, seeing you out there on the field here in a few weeks as you take on Arizona. Thank you. Thank you for uh, interviewing me. Appreciate it. There you go, Malik Moore. Big thank you to him for taking some time to join us right here on Locked On Cougars. Great stuff from him and looking forward, as I mentioned, to seeing him in the upcoming season. I really think he is going to be a surprise to a lot of folks. I think him and Chaz Awe, you're going to make quite the tandem back there in BYU's defensive secondary. Coming up next, though, we wrap up today's show with some other news and notes involving BYU athletics. We'll get to all of that in a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. They are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, my friends. Major League Baseball season is still in full swing, and you can track all of that action over at Bet Online in addition to a myriad of other sports. Whether you have an interest in baseball, whether it's an interest in NBA hoops, whether it's an interest in the upcoming college and NFL seasons, Bet Online is going to track it all for you guys. You can get to their 
website, see all the numbers, see all the different bets, all the different odds, the prop bets, all that stuff. It's all available on your laptop or mobile device by going to betonline.ag right now to check it out. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as they are giving you guys a special welcome bonus, a 50% welcome bonus by going to betonline.ag right now. You heard that right. 50% of every deposit the first time will be given to you as this free credit to play with. All you've got to do is use the promo code locked on when you get to betonline.ag. 50% welcome bonus, promo code locked on. Take advantage of it now as it's all courtesy of Bet Online, your online sports book experts. All right, folks, one final timeout on today's show. But this is going to be really fun to talk about because this is something that's absolutely impacted my day-to-day life. Some of you may have heard me talk about in past episodes about Rich Hart and the team over at Elevate Fitness. More importantly, InsulinIQ.com. Well, what are they? Well, I happened to be talking one day about losing weight way back in March. Rich heard it. And by the way, Rich, I know you're listening to this. I know exactly where you're listening to it because Rich listens to this podcast every morning when it is on his podcast provider while he is soaking in his hot tub. Yes, that is an image you will not get out of your head, but nonetheless, that's where Rich listens to it. He heard me talk about trying to lose weight and he invited me to come out and check out what he has going on with Insulin IQ and Elevate Fitness. And folks, when I went to meet with Rich for the first time, I'll be frank, I expected a pitch on a diet plan, supplements, the whole gamut. I was not interested. I was prepared to say no. But as Rich explained what they're doing at Elevate Fitness, I became more and more intrigued. And nearly five months later, folks, I have lost 40 pounds of fat. And the fact is, it's not about just the weight loss. It's that I feel night and day different. I feel so much healthier. It's because I'm getting healthier. That's the important part about this. You'll learn about insulin and insulin resistance with our friends at Like Rich over at InsulinIQ.com. And while you're there, you can get a free consultation with Rich Hart. No obligation. It's free. It's online. You can do it in the comfort of your home. And if you don't like what you hear, you know what? No harm, no foul. You can move on with your life. But if you're like me and you want to do something about your weight and also just about getting healthy in general, I can promise you guys, Elevate Fitness and Insulin IQ is the place to go. So check them out online. That's InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate. And get that initial consultation with Rich Hart for free. And once again, it's no obligation beyond that to check it out. It's been life-changing for me, and I hope it'll be life-changing for you. So go to InsulinIQ.com slash Elevate right now. All right, folks, long show today, but two quick notes for you guys is congratulations to Patrick Fishburne. He's advanced to the three tournament playoff here for an opportunity to earn a PGA Tour card. He had a fantastic showing in Omaha in the Corn Ferry regular season finale, finishing tied for fourth. That moved him from number 81 to number 71 in the Corn Ferry money standings. The top 75 make their three tournament playoff here. The top 25 players will get their PGA Tour card for next year. Huge opportunity staring Fishburne in the face coming off one of his best tournaments to date but more importantly that move that he made in Omaha will guarantee even if he falls short in his bid for the PGA Tour this year he will have full access to the Corn Ferry Tour next year to make another run at the PGA Tour Fishburne is really fun to watch folks if you've not seen him play you had an opportunity last week at the Utah Open up there at uh, Oak Ridge Country Club he's one of the longest hitters on tour I know there's a lot of long hitters on tour but Patrick Fishburne Man, he can absolutely bomb it. So congratulations to him on making the three uh, tournament finale here on the Corn Ferry Tour. And here's hoping he can get those 
get into that top 25 and earn his PGA Tour card for next season. The other note for you guys before we go on today's show is congratulations to men's and women's track and field as well as cross country. They announced the addition of 28 incoming student athletes as part of their 2021 recruiting class. 12 recruits on the men's side of things, 16 on the women's side. The recruiting class has representatives from 11 different states from the United States as well as one signee from New Zealand. Each recruit has had a decorated high school career, obviously. The class boasts a combined total of 18 high school state champions, including seven boys state champions and 11 girls state champions. The women signees alone tout 41 combined individual high school state championships. Absolutely incredible. Ed Eyestone and Dilji Taylor, who make up the brain trust of men's and women's track and field at BYU, put together another fantastic recruiting class. And also includes, actually, no, it includes, has 10 additional athletes coming home off of missions to join the programs. So best of luck to them. They will start their fall cross-country season. That starts September 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that'll be at the Timpanogos Golf Club in Provo as they host the Autumn Classic, kicking off their season with the women's team obviously looking to follow up their national championship from a year ago. Actually, not even a year ago. What? Six months ago? Not even that long ago. But nonetheless, trying to win another state, uh, not a state championship, another national championship as they plod their way through this upcoming season. Congratulations to all those student athletes and congratulations to both Coach Eyestone and Coach Taylor on that stellar recruiting class. All right, that is going to do it. A reminder for you guys, we do have those tickets. We have the season tickets we have purchased for Locked On Cougars listeners. And if you guys would like to be the first to use those seats, like I said, they're not great seats, but they're still seats in Lavelle Edwards Stadium for that game against Utah on September. 11th. We want your guys' submissions now, so make sure to enter those by emailing us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com, or using social media to enter your submissions as well. That's Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Love to hear from you guys and about why you guys deserve to have those pair of tickets to hopefully watch BYU snap that streak since 2009 of losing to the Utes. But nonetheless, we'll have some fun. I'm looking forward to reading these submissions as they come in. All right, that'll do it. A big thank you once again for your support of the show as always. Have a great day whenever you hear this and we will be of course back with you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 17th, 2021 and we will talk to you guys manana.